You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Datfilin Podcast Network. another episode of the salute podcast i am your boy retired chief master sergeant pat wilcox aka the hip-hop chief aka conscious rhyme and the group purgatory the salute podcast is always in the service of dreamers and we showcase the talents of all current and prior military members and the elements of hip-hop so if you can rap also dress fresh and you served your country then this salute is for you so i'm back back again with my man with my man so before I get into the, you know, say I just gotta throw some out before I get into the, the the sponsors. This is a retake. This is a retake of a past episode. What happened was the, the quality was bad. It wasn't good, and I want to do my man some justice. I wasn't gonna do him that way. I want to make sure that he is, you know, he's heard and he has some excellent things to say. He had family on here, you know. So I don't know if they're gonna be they're gonna be on here this time, but they was on here last time, and they were showing my man a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. It, it, it don't matter, man. We just I just want to make sure he's heard and what he has to say is heard because he has some good stuff he was saying and he, it was a very good uh, podcast. And I want to make sure everybody got a chance to see it. So here we are and we're doing it again. It's the Rewind. All right. So, uh, it, you know, let, let's get into these sponsors. Let's talk a little bit about the sponsors. And after we do the sponsors, we just we hop into the show. All right. So first up is... Plugs earbuds at www.gettheplugs.com. Um, enter the code DFPN10 to get a 10% discount. Next one up is Audio Swim, www.audioswim.com and Permit Element UAE at www.permitelement.com. One time for my man Shorty Pimp, 305, Dade County all day. You already know. All right. Next up, Patreon, just for three bucks. You can get all of these podcasts. You can get them all advertisement free. I know that's what you like because you do not want to hear, you know what I'm saying, my man Black interrupting all these vibes we got going. He jumping in with his stuff. You don't want that. So if you go for three bucks to Patreon, you can get all of these podcasts and all of our content free. I mean, advertisement free. Last but not least, so I got to stretch out. Bring it back. It's merch time. Yes, sir merch there it is right there got cups got some new shirts on there with my logo with my with my theme what they do go check that out some nice stuff on the back that feeling podcast network that feeling check us all out but yeah go get the merch the merch is at teesprings so you want to go to www.teesprings.com and search for that feeling podcast remember search for that feeling podcast whole bunch of other merch out there my merch Whole bunch of other merch out there. You know what I'm saying? Go grab you a little bit. Support the network. Support what we doing. All right. So, there it is. We welcome my man D-Mills back to the salute. So, 
Thank you, you thank know? you. Like I said, I went into a whole long spiel last time, but all I'm gonna say this time is, we had a party. It was hard, you know what I'm saying? But to recap where I know my man, uh, uh, my man Denard Miller from, we were stationed together at Shaw Air Force uh, Base in the great state of South Carolina. Um, I met him there. Uh, uh, and while he was stationed there, I think he had maybe been there a couple years, maybe before me. Uh, we met each other there, you know, kind of uh, got a friendship. We figured, we figured out, we kind of had something in common with hip hop, and, and that's how I kind of, you know, we kind of got going there. So I'm not gonna go into the whole spill uh, about how it all went down. All I can do is tell you that it was a good experience. We had some good times, most memorably the the, the wedding. I talked about it last time the wedding we went to. That was that was really good. I still to the life of me can't remember who wedding it is. Hopefully one day was, somebody will tell us, hey, you know what? It was Reggie's yeah. wedding. It was Reggie's wedding. I was in the wedding. Reggie Goodwin. That's who it was? Okay, damn. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I said, who the hell wedding was that, man? We went to. We was looking fly yeah. out there, though. We was looking good. Yeah, we was all straight. Yeah. We was all straight that day. I was like, damn, man. Everybody was out. I was like, yeah. man, we was looking good. But we was in the country, though. I don't know where the hell we was. The country, baby. That's what we was. <laughs> we was straight up in the country. I was like, man, where is this yeah. at? You know what I'm saying? But, you know. I hope they still married. I don't know. <laughs> but it was a good wedding and we had a good yeah. time. But yeah, my man D Mills, he's an author. He's an MC. I mean, he's a vet. He's, you know, I've had, you know, he, he was the second firefighter that I had on here. And he was the first Air Force firefighter I had on here. Since then, you know, you know, we just, episode seven, rewind. But now episode eight, we got, we got, you know what I'm saying? Chief Russell on here. So Chief Russell is the, the is the now the second other than myself Air Force firefighter we done had on here. So yeah, man, we we you know I hope to have other Air Force firefighters on here too. But he's an author. Uh he's he's working on a project right now with some of his family. But you know, so I'm, I'm gonna let him speak on some of the stuff. But he went down, he went down um, you know, I think this this weekend, shot a video. Um, he did some things, man. So, you know, um, he did a part of the podcast in Memphis. So I see all those pictures on Facebook. I love Memphis, the great state of Memphis. I love Memphis, great state of Tennessee, Nashville, Memphis. It's all for me, I like it. So I, I love to visit there. But yeah, he was shooting some stuff down there, man. So yeah, I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold up. But like I say, this is this is not this podcast is never just about me. It's always about bringing people in that have good stories and good things to tell. So some of the questions I might I'm gonna ask him gonna be some stuff he you know he, that he said the last time, and some things gonna be brand new. I had to think of some really good ones. He called me today like, hey man. You gonna ask me the same questions? You know what I'm saying? You wanna bring some excitement? I was like, look, man, my face brings excitement. When I come on here, it's excitement. Cause you don't know what kind of hat I'ma wear. You don't know what Miami hat I'ma wear. So I'ma bring some damn excitement. You don't know what I'ma do. So, but now nah, he was like, bring some excitement. I said, bet you, I got you. So I went back. I got him some really good questions. You asked for it, and you shall receive. So I got him some good questions. I think on, you know, saying gonna, you know, get some conversation going, and we are gonna make this thing happen. But you know, I'm gonna let them talk about you know the first question I always ask everybody where they served at. If you want to recap some of that, you know what um, um why and where did where did you serve at? I let them do that and um you know some of the places you served at. You can kind of recap some of that. And, but I want you to talk about after you recap that. I want you to tell us what you did this weekend because it was it was hard. So I, I want I want to speak on what you did yeah. this weekend. So so go through your service real quick and then right after that just kind of tell people what you were doing this weekend. Yeah, that let. So this is D-Mill, Denard Miller. I served 11 years active duty in the Air Force as a firefighter. And my first duty station was Shaw Air Force Base where I met the hip hop chief. Um, I, I was uh, at Shaw my entire first enlistment. I even re-enlisted there. After I left Shaw, I went to Honduras at uh, Soto Cano Air Base. 
After that, I uh, got stationed in McDill, Tampa, Florida. I think we missed each other there, Hip Hop Chief. You was there too, I know. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and then from McDill, I went to Guam, beautiful island in the middle of the Pacific. And I got out of the military from Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas, Nevada. So 11 years of service, got out, got hired by the Department of Defense to continue to do the same job that I did in the the Air Force and been doing it ever since 2009. So that's uh, coming up on 23 years of fire service <laughs> with DOD. Um, and uh, now I'm currently here uh, in, in, in Virginia at uh, Fort AP Hill, serving as the fire inspector under the deputy hip hop chief, you know. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, military, great ride this weekend. This weekend was a blur. As you know, Hibachi, this is my first, <laughs> first music video. And it was fun, but we recorded two music videos, which is why it was a blur, which is why, you know, hey, two music videos in two days, uh, an interview, a, a live performance, and we recorded another song. So everybody at the Underground Network in Memphis, Tennessee, showing me love feeding me good, having a couple of drinks. I bet, taking you, I bet they was feeding you good in Memphis. Hey, it was a good time, man. And the, the people on that team with the work ethic, my man Spiritual, the Hitman, the loveliness AJ, Keisha, every, everybody put in work. Walker, uh, Eisen, I mean, A. Marie, we had a lot of people that just made, like I said, my first time doing videos. So to see to see your song coming together visually like that, hey, I know you already know you got a lot of videos. I know. Out there. I'm gonna have some more videos. Gonna shoot some more videos. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was <laughs> real good time. So, so again, just just still doing working on this project. This project is like an a, a example project for my uh, for my fam that's still doing music too. I mean, they're, they're really good. I just think that 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 they have some more. They got some more levels and heights they can go. And I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, lead lead the way by example. You know, if you got the right work ethic, man, sky's the limit. I believe that in any arena of, of life. And uh, so, yeah, my man, Rude Boy Pace, OTM Larry, OTM Tub, hey, and Latrell Monique. Recently now I'm writing, writing R&B for, for my cousin, Latrell Monique. And that's fun because, like I said, I love, I love R&B. I just wasn't blessed with the voice to to be the R&B artist. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just, it's music, man. It's what we do, man. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I saw you was having a good time, man. You know what I mean? And, and, and you just, like like I said, I wanted to bring you back here because like you just, the essence of what I be talking about on here, man. You, you're doing your thing. You know, we always in the service of dreamers because it's dreams, man. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it don't matter how old you are, what you doing, if you dream and you have a dream, follow your dream, man. Don't let nobody tell you what you can and what you can't do. Follow your dream, be happy, and and, 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 and and do what make you happy. Don't worry about what everybody else thinking and what they doing. This man went out there, I saw his stuff and he was doing, he was happy. I mean, yeah. be happy doing what you happy. You might not make a cent. You know what I'm saying? It might be two people looking at you on the video, but it don't matter. You was happy while you was doing it and y'all had a good time. And the stuff you've been working on, you know, I helped with some of it. I know you recorded a lot yeah. of it, but I helped with a lot of it. And I, 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 everything was good that I heard. And I already know what, you know what I'm saying? I already know what you bring to the table, man. So, man, it's just one of them things where they say, follow your dreams. It was excellent. 
I saw what you was doing. I can't wait to see the video. I know it's gonna be hard. But when I saw, I'm like, man, they having too much damn fun. I should have been there. You know what I'm saying? But it, but it was looking good. I was like, yeah, I should have been there. But yeah, man, keep going. I can't wait to hear what it sounds like and what it what, what it's on, man. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna ask you some questions. And so these gonna okay. be some new questions. The first couple, okay. bunch of them, gonna be pretty new questions. So and it's gonna we right. gonna get that. We gonna we just gonna get it. Go, let's get it popping. So the first question that I have uh, for you is what are your thoughts on being in the military and being an artist do you think you can do both or do you have to eventually make a choice this episode is brought to you in part by get the plugs go to www.gettheplugs.com and enter in code dfpn10 for a 10 percent discount liking this show follow us subscribe to this channel and Follow us on Patreon at www.patreon.com. Now back to the show. Uh, for me, well, the way I did it, you definitely can do both. I feel like the military was a great resource for the artistry, meaning I was able to perform in places that without the military, I don't know if I would have made it there. I was able to live overseas, perform overseas, and just the the cultures, you know, from from the traveling, from the deployment, from the you know the the the, the, the different assignments, the people that you meet, all of that is a part of the process with 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 what I take away for for writing. You know, um, for me, I think that. The only way that I would see where eventually you may have to choose one or the other is if you're deciding that you want to go a little bit further and your commitment to the military may not may not work with that. And at that point, you know, I just feel like any artist, you just you just have to you have to make a decision and be willing to live by that decision. You know, just make a choice and, and, and roll with it. But but for why you're in the military, I'm like. For me personally, let that be a resource and a tool to the artistry. And, and, and that's what I did. I mean, case in point, I, I met other MCs that were further along that helped me just by, by listening to what he was doing. You know, I tell the story by listening to, 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 to Purgatory and, 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 and the stuff that y'all had that I already had recorded, you know, um, in an in arena I was trying to break into. Like I said, you know, in the show before, I was doing the gospel hip hop thing, trying to branch out and just be known as an artist, not a gospel hip hop artist. So, you know, you just you, you you meet a lot of people. I mean, that that's that's one of the main resources there is the people that you're going to meet in the military that can help you, you know, further your your skills, your skill, whether that's writing, whether that's rhyming, whether that's performing. I'm I'm I've never been the type of guy don't, that don't. I'm always in. I'm always learning. Like I'm always paying attention and learning. If you want to stay relevant, I feel like you have to do that. You you have to keep keep learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You know, I, I I just go with two things, man. You know, I go with my stuff. We just had the chief on here last week. I asked him somewhat the same question, and before that, we had uh um, MRK SX. You know, what I'm saying he's uh you know a a, a, a military vet and one of the artists with uh, that feeling network that feeling um. Um, yeah, that feeling network guys, man. So, you know, he came on here and he, you know, he, if I go with him first, he told me, he's like, look, 
He just had to get, you know, he had to make a choice. He said he sat in the parking lot the day, because what happened, he got ripped, he got kind of got ripped out, you know, so then with, you know, they, they, you know, after a while they do that. And yeah, every so often in the military, like, hey, you know, say, yo, we, we, we doing some stuff with your career field, we downsizing it, and you got a choice. You can stay, cross train someplace else, and get out. You know, and so he had a choice. So he set up in the park, parking lot, he was like, yo, just do a die, do a die. So he yeah. just went for it. He just got the middle 12 years, the military just went for it. You know what I mean? And you know, yeah. every man had their own story, and, and I, I, I commend him on doing that. And I mean, I wish I had done something like that, but you know, sometimes obligations and family tick up some of that stuff and you're not able to do it. So I just say, and the, and the chief came on last week and he was saying some of the same stuff. He was like, yeah, um, he was like, yeah, you know, I had to make a choice. Family, because he, he, if you haven't seen that podcast, I implore you to go check that out. Because the dude, yeah, he, he, he met Erica Badu. He got a good story about Erica Badu and her nursing and her big hat. So I'm okay. not going to give that away. You got to go back and watch it. But I mean, the dude was working with, he was, he was doing it. You know what I mean? But he had to make a choice at a point, you know, and, and make his, make, you know, make a decision. I know if you're going to make, they don't, you're going to make millions of dollars. You're going to sign a contract. It's no way. I just saw T-Pain's wife. She was in the military. Hell yeah. Her husband about to be a millionaire. I'm not being in the military. She got pregnant. I think she jumped out. So it just depends on what you got right. going on. That's where I feel. I feel follow your dream in the circumstances. If, you, if they're going to give you something that's going to help you sustain make more or make what you making in the military i can see it you know if not you know you, you might have to think about it if, if, if this is really your passion or you could go back to what quincy jones said we say what quincy jones what is your um what was your backup plan he's i ain't you know i never had a backup plan <laughs> so hey, hey you could just go for it you know what i mean so it just, it just each his own myself like i said I, I had an opportunity i got out you know later on but i had a chance to you know i had to think about it you know and I, but i just knew i want to do this and so I, I, I just made, I was lucky that I had a firefighter job that allowed me, I was off a lot. So I was able to right. do a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? And I was in the reserves. I realized early on that active duty was not for me. It was not a good, you know, fit for me because I wasn't, you know, I was, I was under some constraints. When I got out, I was able to do a lot more, move a lot more, do a lot more things that I wanted to do. So it just depends on kind of what you, you know, what you got going on, man. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's all in the person. And, and what responsibilities or what they have at that time that helped them make that choice. So yeah, that was a good answer you gave. All right, so the next choice is, the next thing I got, next question is, do you think being in the service helped or hurt your writing or music? For me, it helped. It didn't hurt me at all. Like I said, it helped because uh, it placed me around a lot of, at, at Shaw, there was a lot of, there's a lot of, artists at show even before you got there you know they used to have that uh that uh program in the air force uh first time airman's course FTAC, where you for the first month you were on the, on a duty station you're in you, you you're going to all these classes knocking out all of these the paperwork you got to go through all of these classes well during that i met people outside of the fire department that i, I meant didn't know you know they was all into me one of the guys had a studio in the dormitory so just just that alone meeting them being around them going in there just 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 in there writing real quick and then making music real quick that was fun that was a part of the process too um so it it definitely helped me and the experiences going through you know the good and the bad experience like i yeah. said i felt like i grew i grew up in the military i got in the air force i was 21 years old yeah. and i got out i was 33. um yeah. I had been married, I had been divorced. 
I, I didn't engage. It didn't work. I mean, so I lost people close to me. Um, it, I, I went through a lot of life experience in the military that added to the right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it definitely helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, you know, on my side, I, mean, I think it, 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 um, it definitely helped me to be more, um, to be more focused because when you have to sit there, especially when I got to be a supervisor, when I got to be mm -hmm. a supervisor, I was staff sergeant. I had to, you know, I had to be really focused on writing and how to write stuff. And, you know, I, I started learning to be more focused and I got to become more mature in how I was writing because I got more life experience. When I was in Miami and I really, I, I found my own rap book here not too long. One day I'm gonna bring it on and show everybody my old rap book from like 19, you know what I'm saying, 1988, 1987. You know what I'm saying, I found all my raps. I'm, I'm reading through the raps. I'm like, man, these are some corny raps. You know what I mean? Because I didn't live, I didn't know nothing. All I knew was my bow ties, you know what I'm saying? My chain around my neck, you know what I'm saying? Talking about the dope boys and the women, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really have no really life experiences to build off of, you know what I'm saying? The military helped me with that, helped, gave me life experiences to be able to write about. So I think it just made my pen. I think I was already headed that route because I was already on, uh, on Tupac and stuff like that. And I was already on Public Enemy and I was on Scarface and I was on some of those those dudes that was that was telling it and was speaking the truth. But mm -hmm. I don't think that, I think that I, you know, I just, I just wasn't where I needed to be, you know, as far as, you know, maturity. And I think when you go through things in the military and all the things, you grow up quick. You ain't got no choice because your mama and daddy ain't there. You, you know, you in the dorms. You, you gotta go to work every day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, yeah, it's it what is. it is. Yeah. You grow yeah. up quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. like I said, I, I had a job when I was in Miami. It wasn't like I didn't have no, I wasn't working. And I, you know what I mean? But, I, you know, I was different. I was staying with my grandma. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm on my own now. I gotta pay my little, my first rent I ever paid. You know, my first time when I moved off, the first rent I ever paid was $350. Yeah. And you can't find no apartment one bedroom now for $350 a month. <laughs> yeah, you can. You don't want to do that. I'll tell you that right now. You find that now. You don't want to live there. And this wasn't this wasn't the hood hood. You know what I'm saying? But it, yeah. it wasn't the greatest. You know, all my yeah. partners lived in that same that same spot. You know what I'm saying? My man, I'm yeah. solo. He lived like four doors down. It was all in the mm. same little building. But yeah, I, I was on my own. I had to learn how to be a mature man. I just think that you know that it made me mature. You know, my writing, my pen. You know my penmanship and what I had to say just matured me in that. So that's what I say, man. Um, let's see. The next question is, um, what do you think about Southern hip hop today? All right, in comparison to UGK, Outkast, Ghetto Boys, um, or Eight Ball and MJG. Man, that's oh yeah, this is a good one here. This is a good question. Yeah, I knew this was gonna be a good one. It's a good question. I don't, I don't really know if it's uh well. It's like this to me. It's like that barbershop conversation. Who's better, Jordan or LeBron? I'm an old school cat, and I felt like back then it just was better. So I'm gonna say Jordan. So when it comes to comparing, you know, today and then, it's a different era. I, I still, I'm still more favorable to what was out then because I could identify and relate to it, not just. Not just the lyrics, not just the cadence, not just the style, not just the music, but even the style of dress. What we wore is it's a different world today in with in in the hip hop today down south, up north, east coast. It don't matter. It's just to me, it's just different. There's some people out there putting out some hot stuff, some good stuff that you know that 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 I I, I do follow. I just think that 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 that, that it, you know it's the time that even 
have their own flame, their own that that that, that, that I just it's I, I don't know, man. It's just a uh, we're just in that state where it to me is is different. It's still good. It's still it's it's still some good music out there. You know, some artists trying some different things. I, I have no problem with somebody being creative to try something different to attempt it. I don't have to like it, but hey, somebody may like it. But uh, yeah, me personally, man, I, I just I'm I'm more partial to when I'm riding around in the in the radio. When I'm riding around and my radio is on, it's typically not listening to anything new. Somebody have to tell me, hey, go take a listen to this, 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 that, and the other. Or I have to be out on the in, in, at the cigar lounge having a cigar with the live DJ and he plays something and I'm like, that's hot. Let me go to my phone and find out who this is. Yeah. Download. That's usually how I get the more newer stuff. You know, not not taking shots or jabs at any new southern artist. I'm not. It's just that I'm an old school cat. That's what I prefer. But yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I understand. You know what I'm saying? I'm a southern dude. You know, people say Miami, not south. But I don't know how yeah. far south you could go. Because the U.S. <laughs> got the southernmost point. But I southern understand why point. they say that. Because Miami have a lot of influences. And it's not just black and white. It's just everything down there. So they're all, oh, you ain't Miami. You know, it's, they speak Spanish down there. Whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a southern, I'm a southern dude. I would say that, you know, I remember when the Source Awards, seeing Andre 3000 on the stage. He was like, the South got something to say. Back then, yeah. they were looking like, what? The New York cast is like, whatever. The yeah. South got something to say. But now, if you're paying attention, the New York rappers sound like the Southern rappers, a lot of them do. They take the yeah. Southern beats, they do the same thing, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I, I you know, I'm a Southern, you know, I'm gonna be my UGK, I'm with you, I'm an old school cat. I do venture out and I listen to some of the new cats. I do try yeah. to sit through a Kodak Black out. I have tried. You know, is he my cup of tea? No, he's Southern boy, South Florida boy. I try to, I try to listen. You know what I'm saying? You know, if I had a choice between, I'm gonna be honest with you now. Yeah, I like his little boy, his little partner with him, Jack Boy. Jack mm -hmm. Boy, I like Jack Boy. Jack Boy, be, 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 you know, he, you know, he be saying some of the, you know, some of the same thing all these other rappers. But then my little feelings was hurt because I listened to Quando Rondo from Atlanta, and then Quando mm -hmm. Rondo sounds just like Jack Boy. I'm like, oh damn, you know, I thought Jack Boy, but I think he sounds a lot better than. You know, then, then Kodak Black, in my opinion. Kodak Black okay. got his own thing, what it is, but it's just, it just, you know, like I said, for me, I think that what we need is balance. And I think I've said it before. I'm all right with all that stuff, but it starts saturating the, the radio. And you don't have no public enemies. Tell me what song is out right now that all this stuff going on in the country. Now, you can be, do what you want, you know what I'm saying? But all this stuff going on in the country and the world, and who, who do you know that's talking about it? Yeah. You remember? Yeah. We used to have Public Enemy. You know, even NWA had their own thing to say. I mean, we just right. need space. You could be that. Do, do, is there not yeah. a, 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 a Southern rapper with a beat or whatever it is that got this, these rappers out here that got this, got that feel, that, that same little Southern with that, you know, that, that 808 kind of feel that's talking about something? The only time they'll come out and talk, I saw a little, little baby. He did a little track on, on with, with you know, Black Lives Matter. They'll come out and they'll talk about it for a minute, but since it don't make dollars, to them it don't make sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you just yeah. need to have that, that balance, man. And, and a lot of times we don't have it. But Southern rappers now, I think the last other, to me, the last other the Southern rapper that I was kind of listening to was, was T.I. T.I. was the, like the last little easy. You know what I'm saying? T.I. was pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? After that, I really haven't, you know what I'm saying? I tried to, I tried now. Don't get it twisted. I tried to go, I tried to look at the, you know what I'm saying? What's the Migos? I try to listen to me go, but it's just not my cup of tea, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I ain't well, not I don't know, man. 
like, like you said, yeah, you you like it or you don't. That's that's with anything, you know. It's not knocking it. That's just that's just you. Like now, I do rocks with J Cole, you know, from North Carolina. Yeah. I, I yeah. like I like J Cole. J Cole got more of a, He's an old school <laughs> head, man. You know what I'm talking about. But yeah, but it's a it's a it's a difference. That that is clearly a a you know I could get behind that because like you said, it's got more of the old school feel for me when I'm listening to it. So I can get it. I, I'm aware. I'm more. I'm gonna be more partial to old school style. Yeah. That's just. That's my air. No, I, I like you know, like I said, I, I, I like I like um, damn, I can't think. I, I like Fonte. I don't know if you heard of Fonte from Little Brother. Mm-mm. Got checking my here, North Carolina cat. Listen to Fonte. Fonte is okay. my, you know, I like him. He's Southern cat. You know, I like Rhapsody. She from North Carolina. She she's straight. Um, uh, what's his name, man? Dang it, you know what I mean? From Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? What's the dude from Mississippi, man? My damn drawing a blank right now. But I, you know, saying somebody gonna tell me who he is, and I'm gonna be like, damn. Why the hell I can't remember? I couldn't remember his name right now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I like him though. He cold with okay. dude from Mississippi. What's his name, man? Dang it. You know what I'm saying? But he hard though. You know what I'm saying? He he, he go okay. he, he he you can tell he's heavily influenced by by outcasts. You know what okay. I'm saying? So I will take the time and I will listen to him. He ain't putting it out in the while. I think he ain't putting it out in a minute. You know, what I mean I'm like, I hate when I can't think of their name. Oh, not David Banner. You know what I'm saying? So I put that. No, it's not David Banner. It's um <laughs> other cat from Mississippi, man. Younger dude. Um, damn, this will hit me later on when I ain't thinking about it. It's right on the tip of my damn tongue because I like his music because he always talking about Cadillac, Cadillac, like, like, you know, so he, he be going in though. The dude, the dude okay. be going in, you know what I mean? But you know, and his beats is his southern beats, but he just he, you can tell he's heavily influenced by Outkast, Kurt, okay. Big Kurt, Big Crit. There it is, Big okay. Crit. You know, what Big Crit is I heard that name, but I can't yeah, you tell you, gotta go check, you gotta check Big Crit out. That's a Big Crit. You gotta check yeah. out Big Crit, man. You know what I'm saying? He, you can tell he, yeah. he's he's this, but he's that. He bridged the gap right there. So if okay. I if I had a choice to listen to somebody from the south, it'd be more of that. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I you know I'm old school like you. I'm with the UGK. You know what I'm saying? I'm with the, the Scarface. You know, M- Eight Ball, MJG. You know what I'm saying? We coming out hard. You know what I'm saying? Come yeah. on. You know what I'm saying? You heard you heard that for the first time when that song came on. You were like, hey. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hey, eight ball MJJ. We started this. We go finish this. Listen, hey, space age pimping. Hey, that I can get behind. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, space age pimping was hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you know what I'm trying to say? Is this? UGK, I got a pocket full of stones. You got a pocket full of stones. Yes. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I like these young boys. But <laughs> when you ask them, do you know any song by UGK? They look like, Ooh. yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> I'm gonna move on to the next question. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Um, so. I, your book, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I I love your book. We talked about it last time. Let's talk some more about your book. But I want to know, you know, what you know, what influenced you to uh to write the book? I kind of know, but I want you just to just go back over it again and kind of tell everybody kind of some of the things that influenced you to kind of to go and write the book that you wrote. Okay. So when I wrote the book, you know, uh, tell the name of the book. What's the name of the book? The name of the book. Forged in the fire. It's probably not gonna show up the the right way there. It's probably there gonna be is. I said right okay. now. Okay. Forged right. in the fire. Alright. Forged in the fire. Forged in the fire was a book that I wrote. And what I used, it was during a time where we had a lot of a lot of social injustice going on. We had a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, black folks getting killed, 
by uh, police officers or a lot of black folks getting killed uh, by civilians and they're getting off. And it just was during the time where I'm in the fire department and and it's, it, 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 it just looking at the young people coming into the fire department, especially young people of color. But watching how things have changed, like when I came up through the fire department, when I came up in the military, whatever, I was taught that I'm going to have to work really, really hard if I want to be successful. I was taught that being mediocre wasn't going to cut it. I thought you have to have you have to have a work ethic to go out there and get it. But that's not what I was seeing coming in, especially now that I'm training, training these guys and I'm at the age now where it's no more D, D Mill. It's Mr. Miller. And I'm like, yo, man, what is going on? Like, why, why, why don't you understand that you get, you, you have to, you have to get out here and work. So with forging the fire, with all of that stuff going on, I started writing the book and it was only about my military experiences of going through discrimination, racism, not throughout my whole military experience either. Just, you know, in the book, it, it, is, it, is, it is a couple of places where I really had that situation and how if you don't have the mind frame, my parents taught me and, and I was raised in church, you know, I have my own personal relationship with God. Like there were certain things that I had in place that all of these lessons I heard growing up that your parents think is going in one ear and out the other, it all came right to me when I needed it at the right time. That this this, this world out here is a beach. And, and if it's going to be a beach, you have to be prepared to navigate through it. And I didn't allow any of the nonsense that was coming at me change who I was as a person. Because if I did, I would have missed out on a lot of relationships. I would have missed out on a lot of friendships. And I would have probably burned some bridges if I would have reacted unprofessionally, which is I felt like what was really trying to happen. I felt like they wanted me to, to go there. But but now I'm looking back at it and I'm still in the fire. Doing, doing what I enjoy, doing what I love. Like I told you, I got my, my dream job here in VA, you know, with my direct supervisor right here interviewing me about a book I wrote that got me to that point. So, so, so that's the book, man. The book is it's it, it's it, it's not highlighting the racism. The book is highlighting how you don't allow people, people who not for you, who not in your corner, and you know coming at you, destroy whatever goals, whatever dreams, or hinder you. Yo, road bumps, whatever, they fine. You can go over a road bump. Nobody can stop you but you. That's how I felt. And that's what this book is more about. It's an encouraging situation to keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, like I said, I read, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I read a lot of the book, man. You know, I, I'm a slow reader. So it's going to take me forever to finish. But I do read <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? I got it on my phone and I read it. You know, and, and a lot of stuff that I read and I could identify with because, like I said, I came in the military straight from Miami Dade County. I didn't know nobody. I was learning, and I think the chief that was on, he, he had he had some good things to say. Uh, and, and, and you know, when you come, and you, people don't really understand you. They don't understand. And, and what he what 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 he, what he said was, and I was like, man, that, that hit it right on the head. Man, I think I took. I don't know if I took that clip and put it on and put it out there as a little advertisement for everybody to see. But I, I think I don't know if that was the one. But what he said was, he was like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, you know, when you when you come in, they were talking about mentorship. 
Uh, and, and when you come in, a lot of times, no, before that, when you talk, when you come in, we come in the military as, as African American men or young boys. When we come from backgrounds where it's usually, hey, you say something to me, I'm punch you in your mouth. I don't got no time for it. We don't know how to talk. He's like, that's just how we grew up. I mean, can't say something to you. He's looking at you wrong. You in the club. When I, where, I, where I'm from, it's called the East. Cats giving you the East. You know what I'm saying? They be staring at you. You know what I'm saying? Some people call it mean mugging. You know what I mean? It, 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 you know, you looking at me too hard. I was just like, I had a thing. When I first came to the military, you, I, if you were staring at me, because this was just how I was. I would walk across wherever you were, were at, and I would ask you, why you, you got, what's up? Why you staring at me like that? You know what I'm saying? What's up? What's the problem? You know what I mean? Because that's how we grew up. Like you see something, you know what I'm saying? What's up? But but he was just looking at me. He was just looking around the room, was looking at me. It happened to be looking at me for a minute. It's just the way we grew up. And and, and if right. people not taking the time out to, to try to say, like, you know, let me let me try to get to know who this person is. And, you know, instead of first off thinking, okay, that cat, he just odd. He ain't odd. Yeah. He just who he is. It's a cultural thing. You know, you talk mm -hmm. to somebody who's from you know Jap Japanese. I guess they bow a lot. So you know they bow until you like. Why the dude keep bowing? When he gonna stop bowing? You might think that's yeah. odd, but that's not odd. That's just who the person is. You should take the time to maybe get to know who they are and what they're about, and then you'll find out that you might learn some about that person and 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 who they are as a person and who they are and what their culture is. It's not like that. So you know you find a lot of time you alienate. You talking about being alienated. And like just, I'm just gonna sit in my dorm, man. I'm just like, you know, I'm. Or they shut you shut down. Like this cat, you know, so I'm shutting all the way down. I'm not, you know, what I'm saying I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing nothing. You, you just, you just kind of, you know, unless somebody take the time out to really say, okay, let, let's let me get to know this person. You know, you can, you just can misconstrue who this person is. And so, you know, I, I like the way when I was reading your book, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I, I've been there. I've been in those places that you've been. I know how that feels, and I feel, I know how it feels to be the person that's misunderstood. You know what I'm saying? And people looking at me crazy, and 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 uh, you know, and, and and I'm having to defend who I am as a man and as a and as and as a person. What's good, people? It's the homie Mac, aka your boy. There we go. That's better. Yo, so y'all caught me in the middle of listening to one of the many Dat Feeling exclusives available only to Bandcamp subscribers. To get this track along with the others, go to www.datfeeling.bandcamp.com and sign up for only $3 a month. Not only are there bonus tracks, but full albums that haven't been released to the general public and new music being added regularly. So head over to www datfillin.bandcamp.com now and do what you gotta do to hear some dope music. Alright? Alright, I'm done with y'all. Back to my vibe. Ain't even got a playground, but still it's best to Cause the changes within the healing only starts the quicker the pain can be. That, you know, your book, it 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 I knew the, I knew what that felt like. Coming into the fire department, coming from Miami, coming someplace and people kind of looking at you and treating you kind of some kind of way. And I, I won't say a lot of times I think the first thing we want to say is it's racist. I wouldn't say it is racist. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say a person is racist. What I'm gonna say is sometimes you have people that, you know what I'm saying, they just misunderstand. Like I said, they misunderstand. And it might be, and I'm, I'm gonna say some people might be, or just honestly, they just don't understand who you are. You know what I mean? And it, it just, it just, what we gotta do as, you know, as, 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 you know, especially young military guys, guys coming in the military, or guys already in the military, just figure out which one that is and act accordingly to what it is. Me, and it ain't always you picking up your fist and fighting. That's what I was trying to get at earlier. You, you know, the first thing we want to do is pick up our fit, fist and fight, knock cats out. Nah, you can't knock, you know what I'm saying? What I did was, I think we talked about it before, 
Now I've talked about it before on, this, on, on the show, man. I, I went and I got them damn AFIs. I got them Air Force instructions. I went and I learned how to combat a lot of that stuff. Some things you can't combat because people just evil. But I learned how to combat a lot of that stuff by getting deep into what, what they was going by. Because you, once you got the rules on your side, it wasn't nothing nobody could do. But I had them moments where, you know, I think I talked about when I was at Tyndall Air Force Base, man, the dude was changing the TV for BET, where you had to actually punch in the number for BET to get to it. You know what I'm saying? And if you and if you come in the military, you're a fireman, and you know, you probably African-American, you probably seen, you probably felt some of that. You know, had some of that happen. But we are examples of, and, and this is, if I could go back and change one thing that I think I, I, I wish I had to do a little different, when I was active duty, I pretty much let people run me away from active duty because I felt like I was going through so much. I was like, man, I was just mad. And they, the, so the, the mission was successful. The mission was to try to knock me off of what I was trying to do. And I let them do it. Instead of me saying, nah, I'm going to stick this through. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I'm going to stick it through. You know, I, like I said, I had to make a choice about getting out the military with music, whatever. But I might have would have stayed a little long in, in the military had I had not gone through some of the things I went through early on, which made me feel like, yo, I need to get up out of here. These cats made me want to kick. You know what I'm saying? But the mission was, was they, the, that's the mission. The mission was, yeah. I'm going to knock this cat off the square. I'm going to push him out. I'm going to make him do whatever. But I just found me, I'm, I'm the king of the, 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 the back door. I'm the king of the go around. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Is more than one way to catch a rat. So yeah, I didn't. You, I didn't go the traditional way you wanted me to go, but I still made to, to other. I still made my way in other ways. You know what I'm saying? So man, your book is a good book, man. I mean, you, you, if you don't, if, if you don't have this book, you go check it out. Especially if you're a fireman and you was in the military, you're gonna be able to really. You're gonna be like, man, that was me. That was me. Everything the chief talked about when he was on here, Chief Russell, is stuff that's in this book. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, so I'll yammer on about that. Let me go to the next day, uh, next one. Okay, what was your, what was the, um, what was the first, what was the reaction you got? I don't know if this was the first time you did it this, this past weekend, but what was the, the reaction, the, the reaction you got the first time you performed in public? Oh yeah, now, the first time I performed in public uh, was was like it was back when I was in high school. That was the would have been the first time anybody ever knew I could rhyme and that's like i said that's how i started i thought it was gospel hip-hop but uh me and my partner spiritual i went to him because yeah, i was a little nervous of being you know going out there on stage so I, I needed i needed my hype man i needed him to go with me so you know went to his house we practiced he heard me rhyme and then we go to this here talent show all of these people and i flow that's the first time my family's hearing it you know my friends my peers and we actually won the talent show that was my first time. And, and and from that point there on, I'm like, yo, keep right. Just gonna keep doing it. You know what I mean? So so yeah, that would have been back in nineteen ninety five. Oh, you're telling your age right now. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, man, back in nineteen mine was like back I was in high school, man. Like I said, I said it was Sharice Rose, you know what I'm talking about? I performed um uh Love Make Things Happen. Now the first song we did was a, I think was a, a guy song. Um, uh, damn, I forgot what the name of that damn guy song. The first, the guy song went well. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It was a little freaky. It was a little freaky one. I, I, I played that song a couple times before. It was a little freaky guy song. And the second, that was like in my little singing range at the time. I was good. My my butt tried to go sing, you know, Love Make Things Happen. Didn't work, didn't work well for you, boy. 
That's straight boobs. <laughs> straight boobs. So I'm like, you know what? I think I need to stick to rapping. And from that moment, you know, I really had, you know, that's that what I did, man. From my reaction, the reaction I got the first time was boobs. And it, boy, I, and I'm telling you, man, it, to this day, I still have a little bit of stage fright. I ain't gonna lie. And because I remember that, you know what I'm saying? So it, I had to make sure my show was like extra, extra tight and everything is good. Cause man, I, I was like, man, it messed me up. I ain't know what I didn't know what I was gonna do. I got jacked up on that. They were making fun of me down here, man. These comments talking about love makes things happen. I'm like, yeah, I did sing love. I thought I was babyface. Hey. Yeah, I got booed. It wasn't a yep. good look, you know. So yeah. now I had to make my show like extra tight. I memorize every rhyme. I be making sure I, I, I go over. I must stand in the mirror for hours, making sure I got things right. And I know yeah. now that if you're gonna sing something, you should probably sing within your range. And your hey. Hey, thank God for auto tune. But yeah. now, hey, <laughs> hey, boy, I got you. back in nineteen ninety two. It wasn't bro. no auto tune back then. It was you on stage and a bunch of people laughing at you. If you didn't know your range and you started singing a song that was out of it, the crowd my definitely man e. Smith, didn't know. And my man E. Smitty, that man E. Smitty, hey, one time for E. Smitty, Smitty just did a he just did a chorus for me on one of my songs. Yeah, I'm telling you, Casper, you gonna be singing this song? You gonna be singing it? You gonna be like, damn, that. What is that? You know what I mean? You gonna remember what I say? In another yeah. month, you gonna remember what I say? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> one time for East Smith. Thank you so much, bro. All right, so let's go to the next question. All what right. is your favorite hip hop song and why? Man, Same. my favorite I would have to say, keep keep your head up, Tupac. That <laughs> song right there is when I decided to pick up a pencil and some paper, started trying to write. And the reason why is because just Tupac was was one of my favorite artists because, man, he, how can I say it, man, he, he he lived his truth. He was who he was, and he rhymed about who he was and what he was, and just the way that his energy came about on on stage and everything. I I was I was a fan, but he always, no matter what what album it was, he always gave you something. He was a storyteller, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's why I'm gonna say that song and that artist right there. One no, yeah. Tupac is one of my favorite artists, and I could go through a thousand Tupac songs, and I could say was my favorite song. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I'm, I'm a big Tupac fan. But I'm gonna say one of my favorite songs that you know people don't you know what I'm saying don't talk about. You know what I mean? Probably probably some other people's favorite song. You know what I'm saying is uh is on is on uh, uh Aliens. And my favorite song, because every chance I get to play it, I put it right in my car. You know, so I play the damn yeah. song, and I get the same feeling I had the first time I heard it till this day. So my favorite song, I'll tell you right now, one of my favorite songs, if not the favorite, is Wheels of Steel. Wheels of Steel. Hey, See? Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? When you hear it, like, oh. I'm like, people like, yeah. not wanting somebody on somebody's top 10 song? Man, yeah. that, that was my joint. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I could think of a thousand, you know, that. And I'm just thinking about songs that made me like, yo, I need to get better at this pen. That was yeah. one of them. And the first time I heard, you know what I'm saying, never seen a man, uh, 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 never seen a man cry. Never seen a man cry. See until I seen a man die. You know what I mean? I heard Scarface, because before Scarface, that, yeah. I don't know if you remember what Scarface rapped like. His rap was totally different. He was like, you know what I'm saying? He was, a, he, he just was different. His rhyme style was totally different. And then mm -hmm. when he, when he, when he came back, when he came with that, he found his niche. When he came back, you know what I'm saying? Imagine life in this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? K like that. Like, oh, I'm like, what's up with this cat voice? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like in the hands of his enemy. 
was like, oh, oh, all right. All right, I see you. I see you. You know what I'm saying? His voice, it's just, it's just what he did. And so I was like, man, I had a deep voice already. And so I was like, I need, I need to get my, I need to get on my deep voice. Him, MJG was somebody that, that influenced me and my man, Kujo Goody. You know what I'm saying? Kujo Goody was a big influence on, cause yeah. he was all, and Tupac. He was all rappers yeah. with deep voices. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, Wheels of Steel. If y'all don't know what Wheels of Steel is, yeah. ATLians, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. As I sit in my B-boy stands with flip-flops and socks on. <laughs> you like oh snap yeah. I'm, gonna leave. I'm getting too excited about that song i love that song man. Yeah. but yeah keep your head up is, is a gym man and a lot of times do you know who's singing on keep your head up i don't oh man come on mm -hmm. really you don't know who's singing on there mm -mm. david hollister I didn't even know who David Hollister was back then. I know who he is now. <laughs> I haven't seen any concert, the brother's cold, but I didn't know who he was back then. Yeah, now, I didn't know that. Man. I didn't know he was on that either. I didn't know that. Yeah, I man. Didn't know he, what's crazy about it, so say 50 degrees away, the separation, what's crazy yeah. about it is this. So David Hollister was on on um, on, on um, Keep Your Head Up, right? Uh -huh. He was a member of Blackstreet. Right, right. Blackstreet did no diggity. Right, right. Tupac got in the beef with 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 with, with uh, Dr. Dre, mm -hmm. and so with Dr. Dre, what he was gonna do, he tried to use the the, the no diggity beat for um toss it up. Let me see you toss it up. I like the way you give it to me. He, he wanted, you know, what I'm saying he called himself yeah. gonna, gonna try to dip, but they they sued that cat cease and desist. Yeah. So that's yeah. why you get a whole different beat on toss on toss it up. Toss it up, yeah. So think about that, David yeah. Hollister. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Keep your head up. Yeah. All these 50 degrees of separation. He come back around right before he died. He tried to use no diggity. He got that. They told him cease and desist. You know what I'm saying? All his yeah. beef with Dr. Dre, but a member of Blackstreet helped, you know, helped him one of his, his biggest hits. I think right. maybe twice. You can even look at it like that. Because he yeah. wouldn't have came up with Toss It Up if it hadn't been for no, no diggity. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah man. There you go. I like doing stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? I, I like that 50 degrees of separation. I think that's what it is, 50 degrees of separation. All right, let me see. Now we finna get into some deep stuff. I gotta get your mind right on some deep stuff. So what do you think about the voting law change in Texas or in other states? Well, Texas, Georgia, all of these states that's, that's going through these voting laws and and it is what it is. It is making it more difficult for a certain group of people to to get out there and vote, whether they want to admit it, the lawmakers want to admit it or not. I just feel that no matter how difficult you, you make something, people who won't change will find a way to still get out to the polls to get it and get it done. Um you know, I mean, and and it 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 that's that's the way it's always been in this country. You know what I mean? It, it, you come over a hump, they throw another hump there. You come yeah. over that hump, another hump come there. People that won't change will find a way. That's how I feel about it. You know, they, I also feel like <laughs> it's a long way. Politics, man. Politicians will do what they want to do. <laughs> I know they're supposed to represent the people, but they go do what they want to do with their own agenda behind. It. That's how I feel about it. I said it. That's how I feel. 
you know. Man, I feel the same way. I'm with you, man. I'll be looking at some of this stuff, man. I'll be just saying, you know, and, and you know, people are the president, the president, the president ain't got that kind of power, man. The president is all he's a slave to the damn Congress. You know, what and, and, and everybody got their own little political agendas. And some of the stuff I think is just crazy. You know, do I think these voting laws, I'm like, man, everybody hopping up over voting laws, want to change the voting laws. I'm like, I mean, I just say, you know, what the question is, what can you do? What can you do? If you if you didn't win an election and in your state is run by people that want to, your voting law is going to be changed. You could put up all the fuss, all the stink you want to put up. It's getting changed. Yeah. Don't matter. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I wish, hey, we, we all fought for, you know, people marching, we fought for the rights. And I, I, I don't say just lay down and let it happen. But what are you going to do? You, you, you look at the Senate and stuff like that, you don't have enough votes. For one thing, or you go to state, Texas, ran by Republican people. They're going to win. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You know what I mean? I, I, and, and, oh, I saw watch President Obama go through some of that stuff when he was in. I mean, everybody was like Obama, the, the, he's the, he going to be changed. They're like, hell no, nah, you ain't getting no change. Remember, everything got to go through us. And we yeah. say no. And they said yeah. no. And so he did a whole term for eight years. And you can't remember nothing Obama did that was significant. Think right. about it. Yeah. What was it? You know what I'm saying? What was the, the other major piece of legislation other than the, the you know what I'm saying, Obamacare that he passed that you could think of? N none. Right. And yeah. for the last couple of years, it's been the same way. So like I say, politicians are going to do what they're going to do. It's going to be what it is. I don't do a whole lot of political stuff on here. I might ask a question here and there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I asked the, I asked the chief. I asked you, what you think about the dude getting pepper sprayed in, in uniform? Uh, the, uh, so, yeah. The officer. Uh I remember, yeah. I I just right, when the video came right out, the video is right where we at. The video came out after it had after that it had happened for a while. But you know, I just oh man, I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a police officer. I know a lot of great officers. This was in Memphis, chilling, popping bottles with some some great people in uniform. The 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 bad part about that is is the small few who don't use their mind to think before about what type of force should be used or what type of, uh, uh, of uh, I, I just, I don't know, man. It, it, it's just one of those situations where, man, hey, I thank God that his brother wasn't shot, uh, yeah. you know, but, you know, but the pepper spray, it just seems like it's, it's, it, it, every time a video come up, I'm looking, I'm like, again, I'm not a cop, but I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, I don't know. I think I would have used better judgment. You know what I mean? It's certain jobs where you have to have better judgment and being a, a, a law officer is one of them. Unfortunately, it is. I mean, especially during this time, it's a lot of eyes on you right now. It, 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 it really is. But, you know, it's, you know, one thing I can say and one thing I will say is that when I get pulled over, stopped, questioned by police officers, I am a gentleman. To, to, I don't care. I don't care if the officer is just giving me crap. Hey, I'm still, yes, sir, Mr. Officer. No, sir, Mr. Officer. Whatever you need, Mr. Officer. Or oh, I'm making you nervous. Yes, I'll stand outside my car, Mr. Officer. Whatever it takes for me to get home. Yeah. I'm going to get home. Yeah. You know, so let that just be, yo, you got to, hey, you know what's going on. You know what it is out here. It seems like we're on eggshells with that. Be careful, man. Hey, a soft answer turns away wrath. That's what the Bible says, and that's what I try to do. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm just being real about it, you know? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I got you. I don't be on that either. You know, I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I felt bad for the brother. I feel, I feel bad for anybody that go, I mean, you just don't never know these days, man. It just, it, it, but but it, it's it's like I said earlier about getting to know people. If you if you police in a neighborhood or area, you need to get to know the people in that area. To you, that's odd because somebody got tight jeans on, because they wearing drawers, because they got their cap pulled down over their head, or because whatever. That's odd to you. But then think how that guy. We just the chief said the same thing. Just think about it. he was talking about farming and somebody living in a, in a big city somewhere. Just think how odd. We a, a black person think when they go to Iowa and they look at it, you know what I'm saying? You on the farm. I mean, it, you, but wherever you policing at, you have to become cognizant of the places that you are policing. You need to understand in the places that you are policing that, hey, these are people, you know, too. They're human beings and get to know the, pe the people that you're policing. You know, yeah. and, if, and you know, if you so far removed from that, that the first thing you're thinking is, oh, I'm in a bad area. They're bad. Everybody here bad. You know, how about I think this is somebody's house? Somebody live here. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you know, you got to think a little differently. You got to see people as, 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 you got to see people who are at, for who they are, and you got to see them as human beings first. And you got to start with that. Like you just said, right. you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, be, be easy. Learn how to be easy. But it, it ain't that way right now. It's okay. I see you. You're a danger. You look, you, you're threatening to me. Why? Because every time I look on TV, I see somebody like you robbing somebody, or I see somebody like you doing something, but they ain't the only one robbers. People rob right. in different ways, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, but we Absolutely. just, it, it, it's, it's just, the, the, it's what it is. So yeah, for all you young people out there, anybody listening, man, just, you know, take it easy, man. You dealing with these police, do what they say, be easy, try to get home. Like my man just said, you want to get home, you want to arrive alive, you want to arrive, uh, arrive to at your home safe, man. You don't want to be, you know what I'm saying, uh, not seeing your family, your mama no more. That's because you, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you looked at the police the wrong way. Come do what you got to do to get home. You know what I mean? Yeah. He drove a long way though. He drove a long, but I'm not the one. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, if I thought, if I, you know, on a dark road somewhere and I need to drive to get some light, because I don't, I don't know what, gonna, what somebody going to do, I probably would have drove that long way too. I ain't here to judge the man. You know what I mean? Hey, you. Yeah, you. That musician that's just starting out his career? First and foremost, go get you an ASCAP. Then, it's going to have some information in there that you will need. Like a UPC code? Yeah, you're going to need one of them. You know where you can get one of them from? Audio Swim. Go to www.audioswim.com. $5 a track. They'll get you set up. All that information, you can put in the ASCAP, get paid for your music, and guess what? You off and running. Audioswim.com. Go there today. Questions, try to get some ideas, just get us to thinking about what's going on, and it help other people who are listening who might have you know encounters with the police or anything like that. All ain't bad police out there, you know, it's good yeah. ones and bad ones. You just gotta, you just gotta act accordingly so you can make it home to your family. And like I said, I, you gotta drive to some light, drive to some light, whatever you gotta do. A little pepper spray ain't never hurt nobody, make you yeah. make you blind, <laughs> but everybody saw it, it was on video. Yeah. There you go. Um, let's see what's the day, about next question up here. Um so, this is a good one. I like it. Hope we can get through it out of glitching. But let's let let's let's see. All right. What do you think about Kwame Brown and Charlemagne's situation? What do you think was uh who do you think was wrong? 
Well, man, in that situation, because it was brewing. It started out with a couple of people taking to have that uh, Kwame Brown career. <laughs> that, uh, it was like, he was obviously already offended. But in that situation between them two gentlemen, I think I think they both both was wrong because they took it away from originally it was it was about basketball but then it got personal on family and on stuff that had nothing to do with basketball like some real personal type stuff now you know at that point you know what i'm saying it 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 got out of hand it got out of hand now i know that 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 charlemagne issued it an apology uh but <laughs> I say for Kwame, that was too little, too late. And so he went, you know what I mean? So the response, I can't say the response that he say that 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 he gave was wrong, how he how he responded to the situation. I can't say he's wrong. That man felt like he had to defend himself and not that he defended himself. And he was already taking a beating in the media already. So he was already on one. But I felt like, you know, yeah, I think that I would have to say Charlemagne first and foremost was wrong because the stuff that 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 he added to it, mm. and man, a lot of people didn't know, and that's personal. That's like why why pull the bandaid off of that wound? Like yo, let, let that go, leave that part alone. So so yeah, I, I just if if you start bringing up some, some people personal, I don't care who you are, superstar, no superstar, any anybody's family or pad we all got a pass but if you start bringing that pass to light in front of a bunch of people i think you just need to be ready to receive the reaction that that person that you're yeah. talking about is gonna bring to you yeah i agree yeah. It, it, it's, it's like it's like your mama joke some people might yeah. be all right with your mama joke you're gonna get that one <laughs> one person yeah that's gonna be like <laughs> you'll get yeah. that look like what what you say about my mama you know say you're gonna get that one who's gonna be mad you know what i mean and i just think yeah, Charlamagne went all talking about the dad, the man, daddy would hit me, his body with an axe and all kind of. Yeah, yeah. Why you gotta go there? You know what I'm saying? Why you right, gotta go right. there? You know, I understand everybody want ratings, they want to do what they want to do, man. But you know, you're gonna keep it by basketball, keep it by keep basketball. It by he did yeah. apologize. I think it was too late. Kwame yeah. been going in. That cat been going in. Like, oh, that cat been going in yeah. on Charlamagne. Charlamagne yeah. put a cease and desist out. I like now you yeah. want some more grip. So what is this? What kind of mess is this cease and desist? You stopped yeah. it. You didn't have you to go in there and say nothing about this man. He probably took yeah. it a little longer, a little further. You're right. But what you want, you know what I'm saying? You know, you, the stuff he said was kind of outrageous. But now he yeah. doing it. They, you know, they now you want to get the lawyers. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm going to get the lawyers involved. You need to cease yeah. and desist. Because now yeah. my money might be affected. Because he came back talking about Charlamagne on a rape charge and you know, and, and, and uh, DJ MB cheating on his wife and all this. I'm like, right. ain't mad. I'm like, but you started it. He took his gloves off. You know what I'm saying? Gloves, like no I you yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I was that dude, man. I was that dude like that. So I was telling people, don't, don't mess with me. <laughs> he was, yeah. he's like, want to come with that? Oh, I get you with the low blow. You know what I'm saying? If you really want to come like that, you know what I mean? But yeah, don't start it. Don't start none. Won't be none. You know what I mean? And, and we we good to go. Hey, you once you hit below the belt, you made the fight not clean. So you can't you can't determine how he fights you back and what's dirty and what's clean or not because you hit below the belt first. So now you in a real live street fight. Yeah. You can't be like, yeah. well, I'm gonna call the lawyers now. You need to yeah. assist. Yeah. Cease and desist. Cease yeah. and desist letter. Man, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The hell, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Hey, yeah, right. cease and desist letter. Get out of here. Wow, yeah. what we talk about cease and desist. Hey, that damn, you know what I'm saying, Mayweather, cease and desist that damn fight you doing. Sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> Hey, man. Mayweather, stop it. See the sister the damn fight, buddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they ain't <laughs> You waste their money. It's like a Tyson fight, man. After a while, you're like, you know what? Why would I spend my money on this damn Tyson fight? What happened every single time? You go get your popcorn, you come back, Tyson knocked the cat out. Cat out. You don't spend all your money on pay-per-view. Quick. You know what I mean? You better be in front of the TV when that bell go dang. <laughs> Wait, May, Mayweather, y'all wasted y'all money to watch this stupid fight. And everybody complain about it now. But guess what? You the dumbass who paid me for it. You already knew what the outcome was going to be. The dude was a YouTube guy who wants to fight Floyd Mayweather. So now he just, he just I'm going to get the bag. He's like, you know, I want a new Bugatti. <laughs> That's what Mayweather said. I'm going to stand in this ring and, and play with this little cat. Man, he ain't even throw no punches. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Six of the six. He needed six of the six left. Six of the six is damn boxing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on to the next question, man. What are some of the lessons you learned in the military? And what advice would you this is one of the questions I asked before. Is and uh what 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 are some of the lessons you learned in the military? And what advice would you give those thinking about joining the military? All right. Um, well, one of the main lessons I learned in the military straight off the bat is, again, don't burn any bridges. Yeah. The military is unique where you could come in to the military with someone. Y'all came in the same time, but you guys could get in a situation where somebody promotes a lot faster than the other. Somebody is more fortunate, more blessed at that particular time, or somebody goes to a location that you want to get to at some point. There's always a, the military is one big networking organization so burning bridges and it's a small organization as, as large as it seems it is very very small you will run into somebody that knows somebody that knows you so don't burn any bridges. Uh, seriously young people i have this conversation a lot i like when people ask me about what i think it is there's a lot of young people who rule out the military solely because someone who has never served in the military Told them it's not something they should do. Mm. You can't you can't base that. You can't you can't ask somebody to give you information about something they have never done. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Talk to someone that has served for one. Yeah. Go down and talk to the recruiters, but definitely talk to somebody that has served. And do I think it's a good opportunity? Absolutely. I'm one of those people that that like the hip hop chief. I did both. I went to college for two years. And then I went into the military. Mm -hmm. Going into college for two years, I didn't have a major. Just was going to school, taking my classes, doing what I got to do. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. But when I went and I talked to the the, the, the recruiters, and they told me about the fire department, I didn't even know that the fire department was a job in the Air Force. Hey, hold on. You gotta tell that recruiter story when when you finish. Though you gotta tell that fight. I got you. So so when I found out about that, you know, just describing the way the firefighters work, what they do, it's that, I'm like, man, that job sounds like it fits my personality. I went into it. 
I loved it. And, 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 and you can find that even in the book. Like I said, the, I was I spent 11 years in the military and I may have only had 11 years, five different duty stations. And I only had a problem maybe two out of the 11 years that I was there. You know what I mean? So it, it, it was a good time, a really good time. Um, and I gained so much experience, uh, certification, training, education that allows me to still enjoy my life and this career field on a civilian level while still working for the military. Mm -hmm. Still got my ID card, still got that. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So if that advice can help you think about, you know, at least having a conversation with somebody that can give you some true advice, do that. Let it start there. Now, since my man, the hip hop chief, wanted me to go ahead and tell the story again about my recruiter story, let me throw that out there right now. There you go. You back. I, uh, did I freeze? You good. You froze for like a second, but you back now. Okay. You got to tell the story, man. It's funny as hell. Okay. So my recruiter story is this. Uh, I did not go to the Air Force recruiter right off the bat because my dad was my dad was getting on my nerves about, you know, telling me what to do, this, that, and the other. And, and, and being a young knucklehead, I didn't want to do that. I knew that I was going, going to go in the military and I knew it was going to be the Air Force, but he's my dad. He was in the Air Force. I was being... You know, I was just being a little difficult. So I went straight to the army recruiter only so I can bring that army, you know, the pamphlets and all that stuff to bring it home to him just to piss him off. But when I get there, I'm sitting in the, uh, the chair talking to the army recruiter. There's, there's three recruiters in there, two at one desk, and I'm sitting at the desk at the other one, and he's giving me a spiel. Well, right when he did that, a guy that I went to high school with was, he was home you know, I guess when you go in the military, sometimes before you go to your, your training, you can come back and, and work at the recruiter's office for a little bit. You didn't do that? He was doing, I did that. I did recruiter's assistance. Yeah, I didn't do it. I just went straight to my, you know, whatever I did. Okay. But he did that. So this this Marine guy that I went to school with, he was doing his recruiter's assistance. He kind of, he saw me in the Army recruiter's office, and he comes in there with his Marine uniform, and he hands me a card. And when he hands me the card, he, he's over my back. I turn around, and I take the card. And one of the army sergeants yelled, get the hell out of this office. You're disrespectful so-and-so. Don't come back in this office wearing that uniform, right? And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And he said, this is my friend. We've been high school together. I can come in here and talk to him. And the guy slams his hand on the desk, jumps up. All three of them jump up, and they chase him out of the office. He goes to the next door to the Marine office. The Marines come out. The Army is yelling at the Marines. You keep your disrespectful guys down there. Don't let them come in this office. We don't come in y'all office. Don't come in this office. Well, now they're going back and forth. And I hear somebody say, I bet you won't come down here and say that. And next thing I know, I see a Marine guy come. And the Army guy grabs this Marine guy and slams on top of a car. And a whole fight breaks. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just staring at this. Like, it's a grown man in uniform. And like, they just, they going at it. So I, while this is going on, I just kind of sneak out of the office and the Air Force recruiter is in his office shaking his head and he points at me, telling me to come here. I came here, sat down, closed the door, but it's window. So we just watching it from inside the office. And he said, now, do you really want to be a part of that? I said, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, sir. Hey, hey, I'm good. But that was my, I could not believe it, man. It was the craziest thing ever, man. You can't make that one up. No, can't. can't make that one up. 
It was it was hilarious, man. Hey man, I, that's the, I had I wanted you to say that we say that one, man, because that was one of the best ones. I heard a lot of them <laughs> since I've been doing this, man. But that was by far yeah. one of the best ones I heard. I was like, oh my god, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, they get wild. better, but but that was the best so far. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But hey, yeah. hey. So what you were saying, man? So you talking about? So I'm gonna take it back. So I got a different philosophy, a different kind of philosophy on burning bridges. This is my my philosophy on burning bridges. Only burn bridges that count. <laughs> that don't count. Yeah. Only burn bridges that don't count. So they I give some count. examples. I, you know what I'm saying? And I done burnt a couple and give they, it wasn't worth nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want, I'm not gonna burn the ones that count. So I had a chief that I worked for when I was down at Dobbins. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like it. We, we got, it was a situation. We got into a situation, didn't go good, it was bad. And so I didn't care if I burned that bridge. Mm -hmm. You give a damn now. Talk about other chief, you know what I'm saying? Chief Denny Heitman. He's a you know a noted Air Force fire chief. People know Denny Heitman. No I will never burn that bridge. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna burn, you know, Alton Robinson. I'm not gonna burn people like that who I know are good people. Them right. other chiefs who really didn't have no influence on my career and had nothing like that. I burned shit. I don't care about you, you know what I'm saying? Though mm. that's the philosophy on burning bridges. People are like, I don't burn bridges. Nope. Burn the right bridge. Don't, you know, burn, don't burn the right bridge. Don't burn the wrong bridge. The right, the ones who don't matter, burn that. <laughs> you know, burn that sucker down. Light it ten times. Those who yeah. do, the ones that do matter, the ones you know gonna affect your career. I'm not burning them bridges. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's my that's my little philosophy on burning bridges. People might have other ones because I know that's just a, a blanket statement. People say because sometimes you gotta burn it. You got man, that cat. Man, I'm not dealing with him. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna let him do whatever you want to do. Because I don't want I want to use them later on with reference. I care less, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if you get some off time, I tell you about one of them about some good ones I done burned. You probably be like, man, did you burn that really? Yep. Yeah. And you can see my life. I haven't had no problems for all those right. people. They ain't even a factor in my life now at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think I say the same thing what you said to young people. When, when if you don't know somebody told you not to be now when I was coming in the military. I had I worked at Win Dixie. I was a uh, you know I was a frozen food dude at Win Dixie. And all you been watching me, you know I said I met Brother Marquise. I saw Brother Marquise there. He did saw the Brother Marquise episode where I had him on from the two line crew. And I saw I seen him and he remembered me. I'm like, damn, you remember me with the with the gold, the two piece, the two gold teeth? Yeah, I remember you. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know I, uh, I was working there and I had a bunch of guys with Wacken Hut. So Wacken Hut hires all the military veterans, all of the people. So I had Army, Navy. And I had Marines that worked there. There was no Air Force cat, but every one of those Army, Navy, and Marine people, they all could agree on one thing. They agreement, do not go into any of the branches that we served in. You need to go to the Air Force. So yeah, people gonna say what they say, you know what I mean? But sometimes, you, you know, some people that's telling you stuff is good stuff, but you just gotta take it with a grain of salt. But yeah. people tell you sometimes they might've had a bad experience in the military and they wanna just say, hey, you know, whatever, but. Have I had me people tell me not to go to the Air Force? And I always tell people, you know, do I miss the military? Do I miss active duty? No. Do I miss wearing the, the, the uniform? No. I miss the camaraderie and the people that I was around in the military. No, I do not miss that. You know what I'm saying? I do not miss that because it, it, there is a little restrictiveness that goes on with that. You have to make a decision if that restrictiveness is what you okay with. My sister dealing with it right now. She's in the military. She's active duty. You got to be able to deal with that restrictiveness because you ain't nothing you can do. When they say government issue, 
That means your whole, the skin that you wearing, you know, matter of fact, you can get an LOC for getting a damn sunburn. Yeah. You can get kicked yeah. out the military for getting a sunburn. You actually belong yeah. off the sand. What yeah. are you okay with? That's why I say I'm not going to tell people not to go to the, I think the military, it did a lot for me. I wouldn't have nothing I have to do well for the military, but it's a judgment call for you because everybody can't understand when you say government issue. You yeah. belong to the military. They say move. You need to move. If you don't move, you're going to Leavenworth and you're going to hit on rocks. <laughs> Do you want to it's hit no on rocks? Make it's a no brain. If they say move and your choice is move or go to jail, you can move. Period. It's a no brain. Simple as that. Move. That's the choice. <laughs> That's Before, you going, you. Yeah. <laughs> Before you sign your name on that line, because I remember back in the day, it was like four, five. I still got the paper somewhere. It was like copies of papers you had to sign. A whole bunch of, wasn't none yeah. electronic. Not electronic. Like all the papers four years. Four years. I was like, damn, man. And it, it tell you, it tell you in the contract you sign, you belong yeah. to us. So now yeah. you make a choice. You know, yeah. and it, it depends on what it is. I think it's the greatest thing ever, man. I mean, I wouldn't knock it. I wouldn't have nothing I had a day one for the military. I, I mean, it was good. Do I miss those certain things? No. But it's choices you have to make as you, you know, before you sign on that dotted line. Because that's a that's a lifelong commitment sometimes. You know what's crazy? I'm not gonna lie. One of the crazy things, and I think this was a family member. So, one of the reasons of why this particular person didn't want to go in the military is because he didn't want to cut his hair. So, you rather be broke with long hair and cutting <laughs> your hair for a couple of years to go get this money in a in a in an education in a career that you can use to bring some more money to you when you get out? I'm like, come on, man. You you you. I'm sorry, your decision making is 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 misplaced right now. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's it's military. That's what it is. Once you in, you still got some decisions that you need to make. How long you really want to do it? Because you are gonna be restricted. But you can be restricted for four years, six years, whatever you sign your first contract because it is mm -hmm. a contract. But I say, yo, do four years. Do four yeah. years. I was gonna do four years and get out. But I got four years, and even with the nonsense, I loved it. I didn't love wearing a uniform. I didn't love having to go work one day on, one day off with, Ooh. you know what I mean? I love the camaraderie, the people, the traveling, the meeting all of these different, nah, yep. man. It was good to me. And I'm like, they ain't about to run me away from this. I'ma walk away from it when I'm ready to walk away from yep. it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was good. And yep. one of the other best things about it is that check I get for the rest of my life of disability for going hard while I was in the military. Hell yeah. <laughs> like yo, forget that. That's what I really I love about that too. They got some benefits from being in there. So yeah, you get what people telling you about. Don't do it. Uh, they telling you to walk away from a lot of money. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I, every every time I get my check every week, every month, I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Damn, you know what I'm saying? Uncle Sam been good to me. I ain't mad. So hey, there's a lot of benefits, that's right. and that's all I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. yeah good good points. Good. All right, let, let, let me let me get to get to the next one, man. Uh, let me see. Uh, so this is a good one. You know what I'm saying? I, I had to throw this. So I was thinking about it today. I said, "What's some?" Because we talked about different questions. I said, "What be a, what's, what's some good questions I can ask you, man?" Now I really like this question, and I'm I'm gonna see how you answer it because I know how I'm gonna answer it. You know, when, when, it, when I, I give you my thoughts on it. Um, has your military service made you a better man and person? If so, then why? If not, then why? Has it made me a better person? Um, made you a better man. Made me a better man. Or, you know. Well, 
in a sense, I would say yes. The only reason I'm gonna say yes is, like I said earlier, I I grew up in the military. I went in the military young. Mm-hmm. I went in the military very well, not a teenager. I was I was 21 when I went in, but as far as going through adult situations and you know, yeah. Um, and some of the hardest things that I've had to endure in life, I endured in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely say, yes, it has made me a, a better man, even with, um, coming more responsible, mm-hmm. um, learning, learning patience. This episode is brought to you in part by Premier Element UAE. Go to premierelement.com and get that representation that you need today. You need a copyright? Go there. You need someone to represent you while you're getting your career off the ground? Go there. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. They take care of you there. Remember, it's premierelement.com. Because I, I grew up in the military, I'm going to say that, yes, the military did make me a person. Meaning, I had a lot of experiences that I went through in the military coming up as I, if I went in at 21 years old, um, a lot of first-time experiences, a lot of... Uh, a, a, a lot of... Uh, yeah, definitely first time experiences, things that I never experienced before that, that taught me a lot of patience. And um, like I said, that hurry up and wait that we had to do a lot of in the military, that definitely helped me out with being patient. Being patient, slowing down, seeing how things come to me, even though I don't, and I'm not a very patient person. I don't, I don't like it sometimes. I mean, I'm, I, I want what I want when I want it, but that having the, the patience of just knowing, hey, it's coming, it's coming. Don't worry about it. Just, just be easy. That, 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 that definitely helped out. The other side of it is the responsibility of, you know, I went from from being in a dormitory college to coming into the military, living a dormitory life briefly, and then getting my first apartment. You know, first this, first that. So now, you know, it just was a lot of things. And then the class, the, the training. The leadership training, the the responsibility of being in charge of millions of dollars worth of equipment, and you know, uh, yeah, it, it definitely added a, a lot of great qualities and characteristics of who I am now. I got that from the military. That that was that was my school of the hard knocks. It wasn't the streets for me. It was the military, and wherever it took me, I got it from there. Um, yeah, I think you said did it and, and, and why if it did or why didn't it yeah it did and, 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 the, and the reason why it's the way it was set up for the Air Force side we have a freedom we had a little bit more freedom I, I, I think than a lot of the other branches to me to me it was like getting paid to go to school if, if I could describe what the Air Force was to me because we were definitely in classes all the time with all of that upgrade training I had to do from the, from the 
And then once the upgrade training is done, it's like, okay, here this next level training. Man, this don't ever end. Even still, it does it never end. But the difference was I wasn't getting paid to do it in college. Well, they was paying me to do it in the military, you know. Yeah. But it it, it it definitely to to that degree. Now my parents has already raised me to be a responsible, respectable young man and a hard worker. I already had that going in. So going into the military like that, it was it was an easy transition. You know, my dad was my drill sergeant for the first 18 years of my life. So <laughs> so somebody yelling at me for six weeks to get into the Air Force was nothing. You know, well, it was six weeks back then. I think these new news, it's a little bit longer for them. Yeah, now. I think about eight weeks now. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was six weeks for me back then. So, you know, a person yelling at me was comical. You know what I mean? I grew up with that. Um, you know, the, 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 the being respectful, that was the what was hard was respecting those that didn't respect me back. But because of your rank structure, I got to be respectful. But that that's one of those things that also still to this day has helped me as the man I am today. You you know, I'm, I'm a fire inspector here at Fort AP Hill. You're working under you as my direct supervisor. And there are times where I've learned that no, no matter, you know, directors, whatever your title is, People, some people do not like hearing the word no, and they will test you. They will test you, but I'm like, man, I told the hip-hop chief this is my dream job, and I ain't about to let this dude get me out of character so he can run back and say that I did something crazy. You know what I mean? Do you know that? Like, by staying the military, by staying professional, that's what they taught me how to be, a professional at all times. Yeah. But staying a professional when they couldn't when when I first got here, I couldn't believe when you called me and said that somebody reported me and the only thing they can report me was the fact that I was doing my job. How was that next? <laughs> so, so that was my that's my job. <laughs> like so yeah, man, that's what I would say. Yes, I, I, I did. The military had done. Yeah. And I, I think for me, I think it's some of the same thing, man. I think when I came in the military I I, I was I, I didn't have patience either. And I think I was more angry. Like, you know, you mess with me, you hit it, you know what it is. And I think I learned how to be a little more tactful. I think things out a lot more. You know what I'm saying? People always say, you just, you just a thought, you know, I don't make no hasty, hasty decisions. I really think about what I say before I say it. And I really go take my time to make sure I make the right decisions. That's one of them. It taught me how to be professional. It taught me how to be, you know, how to, how to learn how to write. It taught me how, how to learn how to be a, um, you know, be a dependable person. And how to pay my bills on time and how to do you know how to die if i'm be trustworthy if i say i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it you know what i'm saying if i give my word on it i'm gonna give my word you know what i mean you know that that's some things that integrity first you know excellence and all we do those things that 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 made yep. those things that the military expect the air force you know they they instilled they helped me become who i am when i'm at work i mean chief look at me he like oh he i do a lot right why he, he he just don't out of the blue decide, you know, I'm going to trust you to do a lot. He got to check me out first to see if he can trust me to handle certain things. He throw me to the fire all the time. I mean, I'm going to put you in this in this meeting right here. Let's see how you do in this meeting. All right. I don't blink an eye because mm -hmm. I don't brief to, to the colonels. and I have brief of general. You know what I'm saying? I have brief generals. You know what I'm saying? I'll sit in the urinals next to generals. I mean, I ain't scared of nothing. 
You know what I'm saying? They targeting him right in the year. You know what I'm saying? Right there. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So at this point, I think that it, it, it was a blessing that I, it, it has made me a better man. It made me a better person than I was when I was growing up in Miami. I didn't know much of anything, but it helped me develop into the man that I am today. So yes, I would agree with you on that too. Somebody might come and say something different, but D-Mill, Denar Miller and me, it's made us better men. And I can attest to that. I don't know what kind of man uh, uh, Denar was, but he's a very good man. And I tell him that all the time. i like, man, you got a good spirit, man. And wherever you go, you bring that spirit with you and, it, and your spirit alone can change the dynamics of, of, of where you're working. Whole yeah. spirit can change everything. You know, crabs in the bucket. If you're not a crab in the bucket, trust me. You know what I'm saying? You go, you you go, you, you can change everybody around you and make them feel some kind of way. And it's usually for the positive and not the negative. There you go. So, all right, on to the next question. All right. So that, that was pretty much the last question. So what I'm oh no, I take it back. Artist corner. Hold up. Artist corner. So what I've been doing, I think I said it before, I've been throwing little tidbits out there for artists. So they can have things and make, let them know and kind of do things and I'm and stuff I'm learning as I go along. So this might be coming from a producer standpoint. So as you know, I'm an artist and producer. I've been producing for a long time. So I say about 2001, while my man D-Mill spins away. He's back now. Okay. <laughs> so, but I've been producing for a long time. Started about 2005. So I've been learning a lot of stuff here lately. So what I hadn't been doing is getting into the recording part. My man D Mills came down here and he did some stuff. And I was like, damn, I need to get better at this. So guess what? I have gotten better. And the way I've gotten better is, if you don't know what Waves is, Waves plugins, taste them. Plugins can make the difference in your mix, can make the difference in what you're doing. Now I'm a master of a, 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 a mastering stuff. I'm gonna take that off and let somebody do that. Now my cousin Dez, get he nasty with it. My cousin Dez, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Dez the bias, he nasty. I'm on two tracks on this album. Be looking for this album to come out there's the bias but um i'm getting good at it. Uh, but the way i've been getting good at it is these plugins if you don't understand plugins you haven't been able to use plugins trust me plugins will make a difference in the way your music sounds and the way you do music it will change your life you understand trust me you producer out there you record people whatever it is waves Sometimes, a lot of time they have discounts. Like I, I do use Universal Audio as well, but they too expensive. They, they, they cheapest stuff is like three hundred dollars. Too expensive. However, you can go to Waves and you can get you some. You, they have, they have sales. I just caught one. Twenty nine dollar per plugin. So I stacked up on the plugin. So now, if D Mill came back and I recorded D Mill now, he probably be like, oh snap, whole other world. I've been working on my album. And I'm telling you, I'm on a whole other level now. But that was my artist corner. Plugins, plugins, plugins. If you don't have plugins, go get some damn plugins. I'm telling you, make a difference in your recording experience. Go to YouTube, learn how to use them. That's what I had to learn how to do. YouTube. So, I think I asked you this before, but I don't know if I asked you this. Let me see. Uh, maybe I might, because I want to get your get your thought. I think you you said when I asked you this question, you was like, eh. But I'm gonna ask it to you again. What if, if do you think if there is a difference between rap and hip hop? To get the ad free version of this show, 
What you need to do is go to the Patreon. That's right. We are on Patreon. www.patreon.com slash Podcast. And if you join our $10 group, you will be entered into exclusive drawings quarterly that includes cash prizes, gift certificates, and we have game nights that you will be a part of for prizes and certificates as well. So remember, go to Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Podcast. Enjoy the rest of the show. Internet, but let me hurry up and answer this question. Um, me and my partner <laughs> talked about it in Memphis uh, uh, about that the, the hip hop and rap. And you know, like I said, man, I really don't know. I don't know if there's a difference. And he was like, "Well, you know, I kind of like I, I heard what you said last time, and I kind of like what his spin was on it too." He said that you know, hip hop is like hip hop is the culture. You know, hip hop is not just the music; it's the clothes, it's the it's the dress, it's the style, it's the graffiti, it's the tagging, it's the dancing. Yeah, pull down my brim. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's like that's that you know that's hip hop. He's like, but 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 the rap that's 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 when you putting it the the, the 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 music part into action. You know, he's like, you know, it, it's gonna be different styles and 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 and, and hip hop has evolved, so it's gonna even you know that's why it definitely doesn't sound the same. It definitely has evolved. It's it's more, yeah. It's 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 just you know that. That's just really it. Like I, I don't know if I would take a, a, a you know, say a rapper is not hip hop. Hip hop is not a rapper. And I, I wouldn't say that. I, I mean, me personally. Now I, I remember you, you talked about you talked a little bit about more more of the of the lyricists, and I was like, well, there's some rappers that's got some cold hard lyrics too. And, you know, I mean, there's some hip hop artists that's got that's got lyrics. I mean, it's just to me, I don't think there's a difference. I don't. Yeah. And- I told you what I thought. I think hip hop is the culture. I think that, you know, some people just, and they'll tell you, if you, if, okay, I give you an example. Baby, baby from Cash Money, he's a rapper. He'll tell you straight up, I'm not, no, I'm just one of them saying, I'm not doing nothing. You know, he cares less about the lyrics. He's like, I'm trying to make some money. That's mm-hmm. what I said. There's a difference in certain things like that. You know what I'm saying? You could be, you know, rapper like that, but, you know, that, that might have some lyricists, the lyrics, but that, that's few and it's rare. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that somebody like Baby is somebody, you know what I'm saying? That's what he is. He's like, hey, I'm I'm not really. Then you got somebody who is a who's a lyricist rapper, and that would be Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre ain't no damn rapper. People write his rhymes. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I guess I guess it just depends. You know what I mean? But I th- I think it's, it's somewhat of a difference, man, in it. You know what I mean? But I like to ask those questions, man. Those kind of crazy questions yeah. to make you think and get your mind right on it. You know what I mean? And, and see what yeah. you think. But you you gave a good answer last time. This was a better answer this time. So, as we get ready to head out of here, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play your, your, your song, man. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, and we'll come back, and I get all your social media and get all that stuff, man. But I really enjoy having you on here, man. All right, well, yeah. we got a bunch of glitches this time, but I think we got enough content to at least get some Spotify stuff. We can chop it up. Before it was so bad, just because because it was so doggone um so glitchy. Copy. So yeah, choppy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't that way this time. And I was trying to get you back. And whenever you came back, I let you finish up the questions. So well, he can cut me out while I'm sitting there staring at myself. Now on YouTube <laughs> and on on, on the, the, the group, yeah, I'm sitting the there funny, yeah. bro. It's probably gonna yeah. be pretty funny. I'm like, did he just say he was like uh, what's his name? What that dude next to the, the comedian? <laughs> Michael Blackstone. Yeah. Michael yeah. Blackstone. <laughs> yeah. You mother sucker. Yeah. I went for this. I'm like, is he gonna say you mother sucker? 
We just sit there like, man. nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, you're like a black crash dummy. You like to do it, get out. <laughs> and then you look. <laughs> Yo. Hey, man, hey. you had a whole bunch of looks today whenever you froze up. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so I'm going to get to your song, man. So uh, my man, D Mills, he got his song. It's Friday. It's Friday night, right? Friday night. It's Friday, Friday night. night. You know what I'm saying? I like it. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's, it's the jam. I'm really, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's tight. It's tight work. So he got a, he got a project. I'll let him talk some more about that when we, we finish this interview. But I'm about to bring him. I'm about to play a song. You know what I'm saying? So y'all stand step fast. That nigga Sunny like going Friday. That nigga Sunny going stupid. This one right here is going out to every woman out there holding it down, staying loyal, staying true. Enjoy the vacay. It's Friday night, and I just got paid. Got a special plan for my baby. My baby. 
Travis Scott drink on the hill. It's a little bit of um, you know, it's 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 a little acquired taste. But hey, it's not Friday, but it's Monday. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So as we head on out, man, uh, tell us a little bit, you know, where we can get you get your book from, where we can get you your, your music from, what you got going on, anything next you got going on, where they can, you know, where we can where we can reach out to social media, everything you got, man. Throw it. Throw it out to us right now. All right. Well, D-Mill, as far as the music go, you can find all of the music that I have right now for this project that's recorded on YouTube. Um, my YouTube channel is D-Mill, capital D, capital M, lowercase I-L-L. -L. Uh, the book, you can find my book on barnesandnoble.com. You can find the book on iTunes if you prefer, you know, the digital book. You can also uh, get the book on uh, um, Barnes and Noble. Lee, that's 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 it right now. Uh, Barnes and Noble, iTunes, Amazon. You also can get the book at Amazon. Yeah. Um, you can find me on social media. I'm uh, simple. Denard Miller on Facebook, and because I was told I, I was flipping, so I needed to get a, a Instagram. You can find me on Instagram now. Uh, Denard Miller. I don't know how to use it, but you can find me there right now. Uh, yeah, um, uh, you know this this project is it started it started in the lab with the hip hop chief conscious rhyme at his studio. I told him, hey, look, I want to do an EP, four songs, you know, you know, um, with my with my nephews, my cousin, and uh, it turned into thirteen songs, two music videos with more music videos on the way. Uh, got another artist that I'm writing for, my cousin, little Trail Monique, R and B. You like that old school soul, the blues style? Check baby girl out. She's on YouTube as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's been going on. Staying busy, um, staying at it, and and you know you guys just hey, hit me up. Yeah, hey man. Like I said, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, uh, for a second time, we still had some technical difficulties this time. However, I think that we have enough to, to chop up. And uh, to yeah. make it into a nice Spotify, I want to bring you back because I want you. I know you got a project dropping, and I really wanted Joe you to get this Spotify, get this look. You know, you can you know drop this and send it out to people. You know, last time we had your family on here for us, I like we, we missed out on this time, but it's all good yeah. though. And you know that it was a good episode. It's still out there if you can get past all the glitching. You know, so you can you can check out my man D Mills and some of the stuff he said the last time. My man Denon Miller, man. But like I said, it's always it's a pleasure. Uh, we had a good time. We always have a good time, you know, until the next time you figure out what hat I'm going to wear. I ain't going to tell you, you just ain't going to know. But you know it's going to have something to do with Miami. You're going to know that. <laughs> but anyway, man, we out, man. You know, you, you know, if you want to stick around for a minute afterwards, Denar, uh, 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 we, we, we chop it up. And, you know what I'm saying, that's, yeah. that's that, man. We, we out, man. This has been the Salute, Episode 7. Rewind. Salute. Salute. Much love, man. I appreciate it. Show, show, show. <laughs>